How do you respond to challenges? How do you respond to a disease or an occurrence in your life that is life-changing? This is Book Talk. I'm your host, Anthony Moirore. At Book Talk, we have authors come and tell us about their books. And always we are having great guests and great books to talk about. Today's book is known as Rebirth After Stroke. And uh, our guest today is known as, and she's going to be here shortly, she's known as Royce Morales. I would like to remind you to please share this uh, episode with all your friends because we are going to have a great time together. And now, without taking one more minute, I'll ask you to come join me as we go together to meet our guest today, Royce. Here we go. Hi, Royce. Hi, Anthony. What a great question. Two questions. Wonderful questions you just asked. Thank you. Yeah, those are important questions that our listeners or viewers should ask themselves. Yes. Yes. And uh, I'd like to properly introduce you and the book. Now, this is Royce Morales. The book is back. Rebirth After Stroke. Yes. <laughs> I needed to correct that's you. main word there. So that's great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yes. Uh, where are you? I'm in California. I live in the mountains and uh, it's just wonderful. It's like being in paradise up here. It's great. Well, that's beautiful. It's great to hear that. Yeah. And uh, because... When you talk to people these days, they are always talking about uh, the negative. They're saying the weather is bad. I don't like the life that I'm living today. So when I hear a report from someone like you saying you're living in paradise or not, that's a good report. <laughs> I really am. We moved here nine years ago. I should say nine winters ago. Mm-hmm. And the only big adjustment was a snow shoveling. So that's my only challenge, but I'm actually enjoying that. It's good exercise. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yes. And the questions I asked is because many people go through challenges and they don't have an idea of how to uh, go through them or overcome them or even adjust to them once they come. And uh, you've been there and done that. Been so, there, done that. Yep. Yes. So we are going to be talking about your book, uh, Bark, rebirth after stroke. Yes. 
Yeah, but before we go into that, I would like to know how far back you started writing because I am aware that this is not your first book to write. Right. It's my third book. And mm-hmm. that's a tough question because I feel like I've always been a writer. Yeah, and I think of, we have. Yeah, I sort of directed it in different ways. Um, but I Connection. had a really interesting, really interesting experience in my life. And um, I'm a spiritual teacher. And I help people get in touch with their higher consciousness. And so I was going through this life-changing event and I kept hearing, literally hearing, you're supposed to turn this into a book. (laughs) And I fought it every inch of the way. But what was really interesting about it is that um, every time I would get that message, I would you know, say, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever, and try to ignore it. And suddenly I had this, these horrible pains in my hands for no reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my little voice said, that's because you're not writing the book. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, okay, okay. So I sat down and I started writing the book and the pains went away. Wow. So that, that was my first book. And mm-hmm. it was all about um, the true understanding of what soulmate relationships are about. And that's called want, true okay. love, past, true love, past lives and other complications. And so uh, that was what started on me, started my, my writing journey. And then I wrote another one after that, which is all about my teachings. And that one is called No, K-N-O-W, A Spiritual Wake-Up Call. And then when my husband suffered a very extreme stroke, I started posting on Facebook every day. I had a lot of followers and I started posting all these little messages about what he was going through. And I would always lead into what I was going through as a spiritual teacher, because I had to really apply what I was teaching other people during (laughs) that trying experience. And everybody would be liking it and making comments. And about a month of doing this, one of the people that was making comments said to me, you know, Royce, you really should make this into a book because it's not just about strokes. It's about hope and it's about dealing with challenges. And and as you said, how do we deal with these challenges? So Mm -hmm. I shared very openly about what I was going through, but I always ended it with, and this is what I learned on a spiritual level. (laughs) So that's where that book came from. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that uh, idea you present to us that sometimes in life we are going to get some signs that are going to tell us, hey, you need to be doing this. Hey, you missed something <laughs> along the way. You need to look back oh, yeah. and, and, and yeah, I, get those, I yeah. get those all the time. And if I don't listen, it's like pff, slap across the face until I do. Yeah. Yes. And again, it's good that we have people we interact with people uh, with, through the relations that uh, that we have even through social media like you had facebook and someone has got to call you out and tell you hey i see something in you that you don't see in yourself right now it's and maybe, true. maybe it will be important that you bring it out yes and uh <laughs> that has happened to me repeatedly in my life especially with my students because you know, you can't pretend to be something that you're not. It's going to show through. So mm-hmm. I've had a lot of students just, you know, call me out on on my BS. 
<laughs> and I feel on some level, I feel as though my husband's stroke was to really, I don't know, um, fast forward my inner growth because, you know, not that I was stuck. I was continuously looking within and, and cleaning up things that weren't completely authentic and about myself. And, but this really did it. This was like, you know, the final <laughs> straw on the camel's back, so to speak, mm -hmm. because I couldn't, you know, I, I had to be real. I had to, I was dealing with a life and death situation and I had to be authentic a hundred percent. So yeah, it's, it's been really an, an interesting journey. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. At some point, I almost thought that I got the name wrong of your book because uh, it says back and then rebirth after stroke. Yeah. How did you settle on this name? Well, as I do in everything in my life, it came to me intuitively. Mm -hmm. um, when I first started writing my first book, I had no idea what I was going to call it. And I sat down and I meditated and the word want appeared and I went oh that's really what it's about okay get it down to one word and then a little subtitle the second thing my second book no k-n-o-w same thing saw it in my meditation this one yes it came up in my meditation um I was hoping by the time I finished the book he would be completely back from his uh stroke but it's a long journey it's been nine years with him and he's still still making progress so at the end it's not okay everything's fine he's reborn he's the same as he used to be he's not and that's okay but you know that's that was my hope from the title <laughs> okay. he's back he is back he is back just he's a little bit different yeah yeah okay that's the but and again i notice now since you're in that area and again i notice all your words all those one words are four lettered. Yes, that's any, true. Any relation, that. you're any right. relation. <laughs> Did not notice that one, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, all of them are four letters. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 I guess the fourth one is gonna be love, but but then we'll come. <laughs> They're all love. They're all about love, yes. Yeah, they're all about love. So maybe that's what we're going to settle on. But before we come to that, because we are going to ask you what you are planning off or what you're already doing for the future, let's let's dive deeper into our book of today, Back, Rebirth After Stroke. And you were going through some experiences and maybe you would be willing to share with us a few of them that you have put in the book that the author or the reader or the listener would be interested in following up with? Well, well, I should have, I should have looked through the book before I went on this interview because it's been <laughs> nine years or eight years actually since I published it, but there were so many. Um, I think somebody else was asking me that the other day and what came to me and it's coming to me now. So I guess I'll share it is that um I believe in reincarnation. It's one of the things that I talk about and teach in my courses. Uh -huh. And I've been doing a lot of um, inner work, discovering my past lives, not just for the fun of it. And wow, I was Cleopatra, you know, that kind of thing, which everybody was Cleopatra, right? And so, <laughs> but I do it as a form of um, inner work that allows me to resolve some of the stuff that I've done in past lives that I'm not conscious of until they come to me in my meditation. And 
my husband was and is very into that as well. We've been working together to discover mutually shared past lives that kind of spontaneously come to both of us at the same time. Mm. And so what we've noticed is a pattern of all the lifetimes we've shared, which were many, and we've noticed that every lifetime has been about him supporting me in some way. Um, you know, I could tell you lots of stories about that, but mm. it's always him either saving me or uh, helping me or being there for me. And this lifetime, when we got together, it started out being the same way. Um, he was my student originally, and then he became my husband and he was he was my editor. He was my support mechanism. He would come to my classes and help say things that I couldn't figure out. I mean, he was always there in some way, which was wonderful. We really shared a good partnership, but it was it was always him supporting me. And so when he had his stroke, I decided, OK, well, I'm going to take a look and see what this is about. And we both simultaneously understood that this has shifted those roles. This has been me supporting him. I'm his caregiver. I'm his full-time caregiver now. And it was almost like a completion of some kind of a karmic thing going on. You know, mm -hmm. I always talk about karma, how we're here to kind of clean things up and we're not conscious of what we're cleaning up, but it's presented to us all the time to clean things up. So because I allowed myself to be supported, you know, and I, I could I could use a more negative word about that, but I'll say supported. Um, and this time he is completely dependent on me. He can't talk and he can barely walk. And mm. um, so, you know, I'm I'm 24 seven doing everything for him. Mm. All the things that I hated doing, you know, repairing the house and paying the bills and all that stuff that he used to do. Mm. So it's that kind of thing that it's balancing things out. It's cleaning things up. It's giving me an education that I really didn't want to have, but now I understand the value of it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's one of the overall messages of the book. And um, there's so many interesting stories in there. I would, again, I, none of them are coming to mind, but as we go on, I, I'm sure I'll think of some, but yeah, thank you. Yeah. It would be good to share with us when you remember uh, but uh, even if you don't, that's the reason we are doing this show, so that the person can, can go and get the book and read it. Now, right. we have the overall picture of how the yeah. book is. Now, it's for us to go deeper and find uh, for ourselves. Yeah. But always, I mean, many times we like uh, hearing a bit uh, about it. Yeah. Now, you, how long did it take you to write the book? Well, I, like I said, I started putting posts on Facebook the minute we got into the hospital. And mm -hmm. um, then he was in the hospital for about three months. And so every day I would post things. And then when we came home, I would try to write every single day. So it took me about a year and a half, I would say, to write the book because it had to kind of unfold. And um, I just thought of a funny story. This came to me from the book. We'll go backwards a little bit and back to that question about sharing something from the book, because a lot of what happened was very humorous. My husband is quite the character. Okay. That was one of the reasons I, I fell in love with him. He's funny. He's wacky. He does these bizarre things. So <laughs> there we were in the rehab hospital. Uh -huh. And he had this wonderful nurse. He was this big strapping guy and he was really funny. And they used to 
and my husband is nonverbal. So they do these funny kind of nonverbal um, routines with each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like one time he had to take his blood, you know, he had to take blood tests every day for his um, blood sugar levels. And so yeah. he would, you know, give this guy his finger. But then one day he gave him the middle finger and he just was, they were both laughing hysterically because he would, you know, do this whole gesture with it. So one day, <laughs> it was our anniversary at the hospital, and the nurse said, so you've been married for 28 years or whatever it was. What is the secret to your success of your relationship? And I looked at him and out of my mouth, and, and this is next to a person who can't speak, I said, communication. <laughs> and the nurse just about fell over laughing and we were all laughing hysterically. And I said, well, yeah, that's true. So now we're just going to have to figure out a, another way to do that with a nonverbal person. Mm-hmm. So that was just kind of, you know, there were all kinds of funny things like that, that, that my husband would do and just crack the entire hospital up with. So. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. And yeah. yeah, we like to laugh, but Maybe you can talk about the aspect of humor and because we started with saying that people could be going through some challenges and they don't know how to go about it. And uh, you said, you told us that uh, that's one of the reasons that you got interested in your husband and ended up marrying him. Yeah. How has uh, humor played in your relationship and especially after the stroke? And well, he's still just as wacky, even uh-huh. though he can't verbalize it. He still does these wacky things all the time. When a person has a stroke, a lot of times their in, their intelligence is not affected. So he's just as smart, but he just can't get those words out. But he'll uh-huh. come up with crazy things to do. But back to your question, um, I was always a very serious person. Uh-huh. <laughs> Here I am, a spiritual teacher, and I'm. You've got to be serious as a spiritual teacher, right? At least mm-hmm. that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. And when we met, I was so attracted to how funny and light and you know wacky he was. Um, but once we got married, things changed, and I talk a lot about this in my course. I call it the the mirror effect, mm-hmm. and what that is is that whatever you're pushing down. It's like a seesaw. You push something down and it has to come up somewhere else. So I was pushing down, which I didn't realize, I was pushing down my own silliness, my own humor, my own lightness, my own joy, really. And he became the other side of my seesaw and he became wackier and wackier and crazier and sillier. And it would drive me crazy. You know, mm-hmm. we were together for about six months and I'd be like, why can't you ever be serious? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though that's what I was attracted to, his craziness. So what I finally realized was he was showing me how suppressed I was. I was suppressing that part of me. Mm. So I started to let that part of me up. And then, of course, the seesaw got balanced and he could be serious sometimes and I could be wacky sometimes. And it was a nice balance of the two energies. So, you know, that that happens so often in relationships that one person you know, the same thing happened with, with anger. I was pushing down my anger and my husband would be the other side of the seesaw and he would be going crazy. Instead of just, you know, mildly angry at something, he'd be punching through walls. And I'd be like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? That's not the person I married. Well, he was showing me that I was pushing down my anger. So once I started accepting my own anger, 
and allowing it out appropriately, of course, I wasn't punching through walls. But once he started to do that, everything balanced out. So now, you know, I can be angry, angry appropriately, he can be as well. So I don't know if that answered your question, but that's where I went with it. <laughs> yeah, it did. it did. And thank you very much for that answer. Now, I would like to ask, from the start of uh, that, whatever it is that you encountered, the stroke happening and uh, going to rehab and all these years that you've been together, what has changed from the beginning to now? Well, I think I'm a lot more accepting of what happened <clears throat> because at first I felt a lot of guilt you know, uh -huh. oh, I should have known, or here I am, so intuitive and aware. Why did I not know that he was going to be having a stroke? It was very unexpected. Uh -huh. He was very, very, very healthy. We're both vegetarians. He was active. He was athletic, you know, and it was just this sudden thing that happened. So it took me a long time to um, really resolve the guilt and know that this was meant to be, <laughs> so to speak. Uh -huh. And so now I'm just... I just adore him, you know, his new self, and we're able to communicate um, a lot of what he wants to say. I'm able to pick up on intuitively and I can, you know, figure out what he's wanting or what he's trying to say. Uh, he's in a lot of speech therapy and it really helps. He's able to get out a few words here and there if he feels like it. Um, so there, I think that's pretty much where we're at. Um, I know even after nine years that he can still make progress. And a lot of it, you know, going back to what I was saying about mirroring, a lot of it is because there's still more for me to learn from this experience. Uh -huh. It's kind of an ongoing challenge to learn this and to not have my buttons pushed all the time because, uh, you know. So, yeah, I, I, that's where we're at. It's great. It's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, living, living in paradise and, you know, loving him and still doing what I'm doing. I still teach and I still write. I'm writing more books even as we speak. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's good to know that you still do things that you used to do. Oh, yeah. So, yes. so that you remind us that whatever happens, we should keep going. Yes. Even, even during the pandemic. Yes. Uh -huh. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, and now that you bring, you brought in the issue of the pandemic, and that's a time that everybody was was inside. Although I believe, I want to imagine that you are used already to it. Uh, and going back to you introducing us with the bright idea that you're living in paradise, how did you... <laughs> <laughs> you had that challenge that was uh, in your home. And then you have this external challenge that comes and finds you. How did you maneuver everything? Uh, you, was it a uh, blessing? I've had people say it was a blessing. I don't know about you. It, you know, it really was on some level <clears throat> because I was taking him probably 3,000 miles a month to various therapies. Mm. And when the pandemic hit, we stopped doing any of that stuff. So we started doing all of it online. So environmentally, <laughs> I've saved tons of, you know, pollution and uh, my gas bill went completely down. Mm -hmm. um, so there's that aspect of it. 
But I find that once you're used to doing everything remotely, it's really all the same. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's wonderful. Yeah. In fact, I, I was able to do a presentation last weekend to a group of people live. And it was the first time I've done it in years. And it was like, wow, this is odd. <laughs> it felt very odd. But at the end, everybody was hugging. And it was like, oh, wow, you can hug people. I remember that. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, I, I think it's definitely a blessing. I really do. <clears throat> yeah, it's an interesting perspective. And uh, these things do happen in life. Yeah. Uh, when things come your way, unexpected challenges, and uh, you find yourself in a position that you have never imagined yourself in, what do you do? How do you? That's, that's a question I'm asking the viewer or the listener. What do you yeah. do? You, yeah. You've got to uh, take some lessons from Royce and how she faced uh, this situation and how she continues to work around it or move along with the challenge that she still has. Yeah. It's all mm-hmm. about spiritual growth. I mean, everything we go through is about our evolution, you know, mm-hmm. our evolution from fear to love, from, you know, not feeling empowered to feeling trusting and empowered in everything that we do. And, you know, I just thank my husband every day for being the best catalyst of all of that for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I've had a lot of catalysts, but this was by far the best one. It really was because I'm able to be with myself and see when I'm not coming from love and resolve it quickly. So, yeah, it's that's what it's about. Mm. Yeah, for those who may be joining us right now, we are talking about the book Back, Rebirth After Stroke. And you can actually get it from a link that is in the description. It will take you to Amazon and you can order it. You can read the Kindle version or have the hard copy sent to you. So now, because you started way back and you've written this book, uh, which was released, when was it released? I think it's been about eight years. Could be wrong, maybe maybe seven, around then, yeah. Okay, so from from back then, you've not actually written much. I have, I just haven't published anything, but I will be, hopefully. So yes. when, when will be the next book coming out, Eve? You know, I'm trying, I, all of my books are self-published and I'm actually trying to get a real publisher. So, which means you have to go through a literary agent. So any literary agents listening, uh, give me a call. You never but, know. <laughs> I'm working on the next, um, kind of the next level of my teachings and writing a second book about them. Uh, And I'm also working on, interestingly enough, I'm working on a series for middle grade readers that talks a lot about spiritual things, but it's written in a very fun, um, intriguing way where I have characters that are going throughout the the series. It's a family. Uh And uh, one of the daughters is very intuitive and her grandfather dies and they start being able to communicate with each other. And it's just really fun. So that's that's my passion right now i would love to get those out so okay okay and we wish you all the best thank you what would you tell to someone who is thinking of writing he's never written and uh, how how do you start how do you 
actually go ahead and become an author if you are not? Oh, that's such a tough question. Part of me wants to say, ah, <laughs> it's, it's difficult. There are challenges. There's barriers. There's roadblocks. There's fear. Those are all just fears, but you've got to do it. If you're, if your soul and your higher consciousness is saying, sit down and write, you know, my hands were the biggest messages. I, I had to do it. Um, and, you know, I always think I, I talk about this in my courses. I always think about the deathbed scenario where you're lying there dying and you're thinking to yourself, did I do what I was supposed to do? Did I write that book? <laughs> and if you didn't, it's there's going to be so many regrets. And if you believe in past lives, you'll just have to come back and do it again and sit down at the computer. So you might as well do it now. <laughs> might as well do it now. Might as well. Yeah. So uh, this would be the sign that you're waiting for. Hey, you listener, you viewer, if there's a book that you've been dreaming of writing, yes, uh, yes. Royce is telling you to just do it. Just do just it. Just do it. Just do it. Start now. Yeah. And don't don't wait for your hands to start painting. Right. <laughs> well, wait until the show is done and then start. <laughs> don't, don't wait until the show is done and then you get started. Just start now. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you very much, Royce, for coming to your to our show today. We really appreciate you. Thank you. This was yeah. fun. Thank you so much. Yes. So this has been Book Talk. We're almost coming to the end. But before we go, we would ask you to leave us with a few words that we should always remember. Um, say that again, that a accent. Few words, a few words that we should always remember. <laughs> words that we should always remember. We, we all have a divine with a capital D purpose in being here. And if writing is that purpose, it's important to do it. Even if you don't think you can write, you know, there are editors that can help you. Your friends can read it and give you criticism. Um, yeah, just do it. And don't have regrets at the end of your life, really. Um, I could, I could go on and on, but yeah. Yeah, and if you feel like there's some kind of a fear getting in the way or blocking you, um, I do offer classes that help people get in touch with what their true purpose is and the resolving the fears that are in the way. Because those fears come from somewhere. As I, as I was saying before, they, there are a lot of things that we bring with us from past lives that can get resolved. So I'm available. Thank you very much once again. Hey, we see that you have a friend. Tell us about your friend. This is Gigi. <laughs> she's she's a lover. She's wonderful. She's my my new baby. I've had her for six months. Yeah. Six months. Okay. Yeah. She's beautiful. She is. <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> now that's uh, for someone who is not uh, watching the video but is only listening. We are talking about a kind of friend. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that voice had, that has. Okay, and she just realized that uh, the show is about to end, so she's come. Usually she does realize that, yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, we really appreciate you. Thank and, you so uh, much. Have a good day. Yes, you too.
to all the viewers, we also want to thank you for taking your time being here with us or listening to us. Even if you get to watch this or listen to it after we are through, we appreciate your time. And uh, this, is, this is it. This has been Book Talk. And I have been your host, Anthony Morore. And together with our guest today, Royce Morales, we are saying bye for now. Bye. Bye. <laughs>